evening, good afternoon, good morning. My name is Malachi J. Matthews and it's Friday night, Fletcher. Another one. Fresh frights on a Friday night. How are we doing, Fletch? You know, I'm a young man. I could be doing stuff on a Friday night. That's that's beside the point. We we have a mission to fill the world with pointless entertainment. Here we are, <laughs> the next mission. Here we are, space cadets. Yeah, well, the next got, mission. What indie treats, hot, delicious indie treats, have we got served up to us today? Incest Films presents oh. a Liam Regan film. Don't ring up the mummy. Oh. Banjo. Today we watched My Bloody Banjo. A film by uh, Mr. Liam Regan. What, what was your first impression of this one, mate? Well, just first up, this is a film from five years ago. The reason we're covering it is there is a director's cut of this film coming out later in the year. I believe it's August. It's coming out on Blu-ray and all that shenanigans, which is why we have looked at it. We understand it is a five-year-old film. <laughs> I found this one genuinely unsettling. Really? This is the first thing that we've been sent in that I was a bit like, oh. <laughs> Did it make you feel sick? It made me feel a little bit sick, but in a good way. I mean, I suppose that's the point, isn't it? You're supposed to be the horror guy, man. I am the horror guy, but it, it, it's, uh, yeah, there were certain things. I enjoyed it. Bullied by his workmates, abused by his partner, Peltzer has a shit life. Yeah, rubbish. Absolutely <laughs> terrible. With no one to turn to, he conjures up his childhood imaginary friend. Oh, big evil, big face Ronnie. Earlier on in Peltz's childhood, he was led astray by Ronnie. Rather than ruining the carpet like Drop Dead Fred did, he uh, carries out a mass shooting at his school. Yeah. You felt you felt that you found this unsettling, did yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. What did you, what? I don't know. I mean, I did say that it was like Drop Dead Fred with a load of dick mangling in it. But yeah, in a good way. In a good way. It's like a horrific Drop Dead Fred. So Ronnie returns and tries to lead Peltzer astray one more time, this time trying to convince him to carry out a workplace massacre on all his work friends. On his work friends, yeah, and his evil, evil girlfriend. Also in this, Lawrence R. Harvey, the horrible little man from Human Centipede 2. Yeah. He's in this. <laughs> he's in this, yeah, and he's, uh, he's got a little bit of a short part in this. Who else is in it? As Peltzer, the lead in this film, we've got James Hamer Morton. And you might recognise him from last week's show because he was the head office douche in Pandemonium, mate. Business douche. Business douche. Robocop business douche. Robocop business douche. <laughs> it's him. This is what he was doing five years prior. What a range. Wow, there you go. Did you notice who else is in this film? I did. Speaking of Pandemonium, oh, it's like a, it's like a uh, little love in here. Danny Thompson. Pocahontas. Did you notice who else is in this film? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Lloyd Kaufman, the guy from Troma. Which tells you everything you need to know going into this, I think. This guy's watched a lot of Troma. That is very, very evident. What do you think? Very, very evident for the fact, like you say, Mr. Kaufman's in it. There's stickers in the background that say, I love Tromaville. I saw that. I saw that. There's a lot of, I think there's a lot of sneaky homage in this film. And not so sneaky homage as well. We've got a bit of everything, but it's got all of the it's got all of the hallmarks of a trauma film. It's bad taste humour, cartoonish villains, mm -hmm. and ridiculous gore. Ridiculous That's gore. Ludicrous gore. A lot of dick mangling in this film. But all of the all of it though is it just seems to be pushed through the filter of British film though, doesn't it? Yeah, it 
it has got obviously it is a British film and it has got that very very British flavour to it. Yeah, after all, the protagonist does dress like Mr Bean and apologises for everything. <laughs> yeah, it's very very. I hate to word, use the word kitsch, kitsch, but I did. And just look at it as well. The office that they work in, is that a classroom? I'm not entirely sure. It looked like it might have been a classroom or something, yeah. I feel like there was a good use of space in this film, Mm. though. They made everything seem bigger. Yeah. From the the dirty, bare brick toilets to his big... Posh house. Yeah, to his big, windy, dusty house. Yeah. It always gives it a kind of gothic vibe, doesn't it? It does, yeah. And the film does sort of stumble into that kind of gothic theme as well. Hmm. Such themes as, like, madness... Doppelgangers, mm. like the double, uh, torture, guilt, all of that stuff. <laughs> well, with uh, with just eighty synth music and trauma, blood and guts. Well, yeah, that's not a bad thing. That's <laughs> not a bad thing. I mean, with this one, you know what you you know what you're getting with this one. People who are obsessed with those old trauma films will love this. Will absolutely love being able to watch something that came out in the last five years. That is just another one. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. this is still happening. These yeah. types of films. It's a real throwback, mm-hmm. like I've never seen before either. Everything about it, to the T, it to feels the like... They, even the mobile phones that they're using. Yeah, the big, big square 80s it, ones. Yeah, just everything about it. Every, I feel like... It's that trauma kitsch that we were talking about earlier on. Yeah, every care has been taken, though, to just make this film look so old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And... You know what, that, that must have taken a shitload of effort. As we said, the director's cut of My Bloody Banjo is available later this year. The best thing to do to keep in touch with them, they have an Instagram page, at My Bloody Banjo. Follow them. And they're on the Twitter and all that. Keep up to date if you want to see the 5th uh, anniversary director's cut edition. Now, Fletch, how about something a little bit different? How about something totally different? What have you got next for me? On this Friday, smorgasbord of filth. This thing looks like a bad CGI movie creature. That shark looks great for the budget. Bad CGI sharks. Bad CGI sharks. Can I say, I know we're supposed to be impartial with these things, but I think this is the best film we've been sent so far. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Big fan. Big fan. I absolutely love this film. Wow. I thought it was... High praise from Malachi J. Matthews. Good stuff. The plot for this film is... Two estranged brothers used to make movies when they were kids. They write a script for a film called Sharks Out of Water. Later on in their lives, due to certain circumstances, they come across a magic clapperboard and they are magically transported into the world of their script. Sharks Out of Water has come to life. Yeah, so this centres around brothers Matthew and Jason. Matthew is living, I wouldn't call it the dream. No, he's living the the corporate life. The corporate life. He's working for a film company that... That that makes bad shark films. Yeah, that appears to have made a a franchise called Shark Rapist. Yeah, and also (laughs) Unusually Large Seahorse. (laughs) There was another one of their films. I did see that one. That was great. But, of course, uh, everything goes a bit askew when his deadbeat brother Jason turns up. Yeah, with the with the script book. Yeah, and then a magical director appears and plunges them into the script of the film. <laughs> yeah. The and script then, comes alive and then makes the shark real. Yeah, real a CGI <laughs> a CGI shark akin to the type that you would see in Sharknado. Basically, turns up and is just floating around picking people off. <laughs> it's fucking great, like a mighty floating leviathan. It's fucking great. 
You could imagine Lara Croft fighting that oh, on PS One. Yeah, exactly. That's that's <laughs> that's at the level that it is with a graphic rise. But this film, literally, we talk a lot on this podcast about people ticking boxes. This film literally ticks the boxes of monster movie rules on screen. Every genre has like its swan song. Yeah. So at the end of the slasher era, you had Scream. At the end of the torture porn era, you had a Serbian film. Something yeah. that just comes comes around and becomes completely self-aware. My only question is, why did it take this long yeah, this... for us to get a shark exploitation fucking spoof? Jaws came out in 1975. <laughs> That's 45 years of shark exploitation films. That's Mega Sharks, Sand Sharks, Zombie Sharks, Octo Sharks, Street Sharks. The Last Shark. Sharknado. Sharknado. Sharks have truly become... Part of Tat. Part the, of the Tat Tapestry. The Tapestry, as it were. Bad CGR sharks was only a matter of time, oh, really. And thank the baby Jesus that it happened. <laughs> thank the baby Jason. Ironically, though, this film is actually about creativity. Yeah. And holding on to said creativity and childlike the, wonder. That's what I love about it. Like, the, the, that's what I loved about it as well. The point of this film is, don't stop making stupid shit. Yeah. So you, wrote, so you wrote a shark film. Writing stuff is really hard. Yeah. If you finish writing your shark film, then you've achieved something. Yeah. I don't care what. You, I don't yeah. care what. You've done it. You've done it. You've shot. Like these guys, shot, released a shark film. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they did. That's it. That's and, and that is not like the whole point of what we try to bring to you on these Friday night shows. They did it. It's They've beautiful. done it, and they explain it. The whole thing. We just should stop doing Friday nights now. We've all done it. <laughs> We've all tried to write a shark film. Oh, we have. What was your shark one? My one. Yeah, I remember Matlock Rat, but that, that involved a crocodile. Well, yeah, it was. Yeah, it's same. Yeah, it's, it's the same. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's the same thing. I it? changed it. I, I made it not a shark. Yeah, change that's that is the level of creativity I'm working with here. Yeah. I'm like, what if it's not a shark? Blah. Shark film without a shark. Yeah, brilliant. Any highlights in this film, Fletch, that you want to point out? Like the characters themselves, the brothers are amazing. The so, magic, the magic director is amazing, and the side characters, Amy in the office, is fucking hilarious, <laughs> and Josh the neighbor. The thing is, I love I love about films like this are ones where it's kind of set in a world where. Everybody in it is absolutely mad, apart from the protagonist, who's yeah. like the everyman, who's just reacting and it's sounding up on all these people. bonkers people. Yeah, and it's it's just so endearing and it's so relatable as well. It's absolutely brilliant, genuinely hilarious as well. Bits in this film, I actually watched this film in the bath so I could get in the right mood for it. Yeah, yeah, fucking howling at some of it. The shark under a blanket, fucking hilarious. It was a clever send up. Even though those of you out there who would be rolling their eyes at all of this and those who want your straight shock exploitation film, you won't be disappointed either. Because it this is. Film, this film is ludicrously violent and it's damn near pornographic yeah. in, the, uh, in the nudity that you see in it. I like a film that starts with a MILF. So, that, so it works for you guys too. You oh. guys should go and see it as well. Oh, mate, definitely. Bad CGI Sharks is available now to stream on Tubi and on Vimeo. If you can rent it or you can buy it on those, like, straight away. Stop this podcast immediately and go and buy this film. Watch it now. Go and watch it <laughs> go now. Go now. I'm going to, like, we've got a screener in this and we can only watch it two more times. <laughs> and I'm going to do that. And I'm going to, then I'm going to buy it. Yes. Yeah. You just, you just made a sale, guys. Yes. Malachi just bought your film. I mean, in a nutshell, for me, this one was very much like Wes Craven's New Nightmare, but it was full of sharks and it was actually good. 
Okay, right. Well, that's our two films we've got for you this week. Yeah, Fresh Frights done it. We've had we basically since we started set we said we're going to start doing these things on the regular. We have been quite literally inundated with films from all over the world. So thank you to anyone that has sent stuff in so far. And anybody that does want to send stuff in, get in touch with us via Instagram or Twitter. To be honest, we're probably most active on the Instagram. But, but yeah, drop us a line. Send us a screen out. We'll talk about your film. We love talking about this We love this talking stuff. about this And we love spreading the word about these independent horror films because they're all magnificent. Yeah. Okay, guys. So uh, you be careful out there. Don't snap your banjo strings and watch out for sharks. <laughs>